It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley. Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to the James Cooley Show. It's your life. James is a motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. James is here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. It's time to get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's the host of It's Your Life, James Cooley. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And wow, I tell you, we got a great show coming your way today. You know, so uh, I tell you, sit back, just uh, get ready to uh, learn a whole lot about uh, what uh, the Oak Grove Center is doing, led by the fabulous Tammy Wilson. You know, so today show, we're going to talk about empowering success and transforming lives. And, you know, I tell you, um, transforming lives is probably the most important thing that um, that we can do because, um, you know, everybody needs leadership. People make mistakes, and uh, especially our youth and our young adults. And uh, getting them back on the right track is very important. So I believe that uh, it takes all of us to ensure that, we are doing our part, you know, so just like I told you, I got Tammy Wilson here who's going to talk about that one. But right now, you know, I got my co-host here today. How you doing, Michelle? I am great. Happy Thursday. Yeah. So how how is your day going so far? My day's going really good. Um, just um, working today. I work from home and just do, doing a lot of busy work. I'm, I'm always very busy, busy, busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, life is life is busy. You know, and uh, you know, and we uh, got to stay busy because um, you know we're doing a, a whole lot of different things, and uh, we just have to stay focused. You know, but. Um, can you tell our listener audience the purpose of the show today, Michelle? Yes, I would love to. The purpose of today's show is rebuilding lives and restoring hope, creating opportunities for success, providing empowerment focused activities, and encouraging growth and maturity in our youth. Wow. You know, so um, just like I, I mentioned, uh, that it, it takes all of us to. Uh, you know, to make uh, changes in lives and do our part. But uh, just like I always start off with in the show, I want to tell you all my thoughts about this. I have had the opportunity to work with many at-risk children and young adults over the years through my foundation. Many of these parents have given up on their children because they did not want to deal with the work and with the child that might have not been doing the right thing that they thought or that uh, that needed help. I believe that all of our, our youth need an opportunity to grow and mature. Many of these parents turned their backs on these kids and allowed some of them to run away, live on the street, and even hurt themselves. Fortunately, we have great organizations and great people like today's guest, Tammy Wilson. I believe in most cases, all children, regardless of their socioeconomical backgrounds, are at risk and sometimes need attention, love, and kindness. I believe we must be able to step up and try to identify the root cause of the why so that we can do our part in ensuring that we help these kids return back to normal. I believe we must identify options to help provide opportunities to heal and identify choices to provide a path for every child or at-risk youth to have a chance to mature and be, become successful, regardless of the challenges that they might have. These are some of the things that the J.C. Cooley Foundation does by working with great organizations such as Oak Grove Center. Today's guest, Tammy Wilson, will help us understand the processes within her organization and how they empower success to transform lives. 
Michelle, can you uh, tell the audience about our, our first guest? Oh, I am so honored to introduce our first guest, our only guest, Tammy Wilson. Tammy has lived in Temecula, California, working at Elk Grove Center since 1991. She became the CEO in 2005. Tammy is passionate about Elk Grove's mission to rebuild the lives of at-risk children and their families through educating, healing, restoring relationships, building character, and instilling hope. Oak Grove has 375 staff and serves over 200 youth at three different locations, two campuses, both in Marietta and in Paris, and a satellite office in Bermuda Duns. The main campus in Marietta operates a short-term therapeutic residential program with 76 beds in a non-public school on campus that educates over 140 students. Oak Grove at the ranch in Paris has 45 students. Oak Grove provides wraparound throughout Riverside County as well as San Diego and provides independent living skills to foster youth throughout Riverside in their Thrive program. Oak Grove works to empower success and transform lives. It is very rewarding to see lives rebuilt and hope restored. Oak Grove has won the Nonprofit Service Organization of the Year for both Temecula and Marietta. Tammy is involved with United Way and other service projects and initiatives, including parenting, autism, and education. She collaborates with other nonprofits and is involved in advocacy efforts for foster youth. Tammy provides leadership to 375 employees, taking pride in working to create a team who help troubled kids rebuild their lives. In 2018, Tammy was honored with a Jeff Stone Woman of the Year Award, the Visionary of the Year Award from the Marietta Chamber, and the Citizen of the Year from Kiwanis. Tammy has been married to her husband, Will, and high school sweetheart for 41 years. They are the proud parents of Denai, 35, and Ariel, 33, both artists and proud grandparents of Farah. Tammy began running in 2010 following a period of working with Dr. Tina to improve chronic back pain. She runs with students from Oak Grove, is a member of the Seven Continent Club, and will run on her fifth continent next November. The James Cooley Show, It's Your Life, presents Tammy Wilson. Welcome to the show, Tammy. How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. How are you, JC? Doing just fine. Doing just fine. So happy to have you back on the show. You know, uh, Tammy, can you tell our, our listener audience a little bit about yourself and your background? Um, I don't need that mic, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> just thought since I'm in studio, I oh. might need a mic. <laughs> okay, that's um, okay. Can you tell our listener audience a little bit about... Uh, you know, I've been at Oak Grove since 1991, and I'm going to be honest, I thought it was the mistake of my life. The first night I went to the bathroom and I cried and I said, oh God, what have I done? This is just a terrible, terrible mistake. And so it had to go past that grave, grave self-doubt in the beginning to realizing, no, this is this is the place for me. And I've been, um, I, I basically feel like it's a calling. And I'm honored to be there and to have um, worked alongside some amazing staff making really transformative changes with youth. It's very, very exciting. Wow. You know, uh, what inspired you to become involved with helping uh, at-risk uh, children? You know, I, I feel like I was blessed with the, my dad was a pastor. Uh, we had, a, you know, although we moved a lot, we had a very loving family, um, very, very supportive. And I realized at a fairly young age, wow, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of my school peers, they don't have such a supportive family. And I, I felt very blessed. And as I got older, I really wanted to make a difference and to give back and um, wanted to basically help kids that didn't have some of the opportunities I had feel better about themselves. Hmm. That's, that's, that's really, that's really honorable to, to, to serve and, um, follow your calling, Tammy. Now, Oak Grove Center, can you tell us a little bit about it and who you serve? I can. We are licensed to help treat kids as young as eight and as old as 18 on our residential unit. And we, for our non-public school, special ed at both uh, Jack Weaver Main Campus in Marietta and Oak Grove at the Ranch in Paris, 
students can come as young as five and as old as 22. So the the kids that are between 18 and 22, usually um, those are students with autism that are working on functional skills. And we're trying to really equip them to, to be successful and to transition into happy, productive adults. Wow. Well, um, you know, 2020 has brought a lot of challenges and, you know, it's going on currently with the COVID-19. So what is the current situation like regarding COVID and what are you doing to keep the youth that live on ground safe? Oh, my goodness. It's really been a challenge because in this current environment, they can't really go on outings in the community. They can't do a lot of the things that they've done in the past to, um, you know, for rewards and enrichment. So we've had to get very, very creative with what we do on campus, making it really fun. Super grateful to Chase and a board member who both help build rock walls in the gym. That gives them something to to do. There's a running group that they're going off campus running with me. Great way to get off campus and encourage health. We've done a lot with our baseball field and in the gym. But the main thing is we are trying to just be very, very engaged and creative with a lot of fun stuff in addition to therapy, hard work in school, and um, you know those sorts of activities. Because they, they also don't really go on passes, which is different. Wow, you know, got to keep it safe right now. Got we're, to. we're in a big exactly. search. <laughs> <laughs> got to. You know what? I tell you, we're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue our conversation with Tammy Wilson. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. FM 96.1 North County AM 1170 San Diego The Answer It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley and, you know, just like uh, we we had got Tammy Wilson in here uh, talking about... um, Oak Grove Center, and she also talking about uh, transitioning lives, and uh, you know, very, very important work out there. You know, so hey, Tammy, you have been at Oak Grove since 1991, and the CEO. What are your most proud? What are you most proud of? You know, we had to. We, we I would consider that we went, we underwent a culture change, and that started. Well, it started from the beginning in some senses, but it picked up speed after I think I became CEO and we started reaching out more to the community and um, not being, not keeping the secret of Oak Grove, but actually being proud of the work that was happening there and really teaching the kids that they could be very proud too, that they are amazing, that they're resilient, that they don't have to be defined by past mistakes. Um, And we began to work on having an arts program in addition to sports, which were really great enriching activities beyond what they would have just in therapy, not as important as that is. Therapy in school, um, you know, gave them something more to connect with, to make friendships with. And as that grew and we really, you know, 
strove to have greater resiliency, there was a pride and a sense of um, purpose and camaraderie and teamwork that that was built. And I would think becoming strengths-based, focusing on what's good and right and working, as I like to say with the staff, not what's bad and wrong and broken. Because these kids, believe me, they have plenty of what's bad and wrong, wrong and broken. But really fostering belief that they can make better choices and and you know, putting a, putting a flame under them about what can really be good in their life, that's what really helped make a difference, I think. Tell us a little bit more about the art program and how has that enhanced uh, the lives of uh, the, the, the children? You know what? The arts program is amazing because whether it's visual arts, dance, performing arts, songwriting, there's so many different avenues. Video, we've recently made another music video sponsored by Chase. It's called... Uh, Oh, it's great. I'll give you the link to it. It just showed at this um, virtual concert we had last week. But what happens with the arts is sometimes you're not really able to verbalize the pain that you've been through and the past trauma that you've been affected by. And when these kids are able to immerse themselves in arts, it's very therapeutic because some of that gets acted out in a good sense, gets expressed in ways that maybe they haven't found words for, but it's very, very therapeutic. So I'm really proud of the work and they love seeing themselves on on stage, if you will, which has been a challenge because in the pandemic, where do you perform? But we were able to have outdoor event just small as a thank you to sponsors on December 1st and what they did recently was work on a music video that it took several months to make but they're so so proud of it and it's a it's a great message to it um, so I'm going to send you that JC because I would love your viewers to be able to see that I, I look forward to it <laughs> <laughs> Tammy what's your philosophy on working with troubled youth and what advice would you give to those who are considering to be part of that field you know, I, I will remember a, a supervisor I had, honestly, it was back in 1981, and one of the kind of dates me, huh, Michelle? I'm actually old. But, you know, starting out as a very young student in this field, I remember my first supervisor really giving words of encouragement to not take it too personally when things um, did not go well with the child that you were working with, and to not take too much credit when things were going right. And I thought that was really good, because we need to be in the middle, in the middle of that. And, um, that's some of what I would say. We do our best and we invest a lot, but ultimately it's their decision to either take the take the, what's being given to them and make better choices or not to do it. So ultimately it is on them as much as we will nurture and try to create wonderful opportunities. They, they still have the responsibility to make better choices. That is correct. You know, everyone's responsible for wanting to um, to want better for themselves. Now, how do you handle troubled youth when, let's say, they're lashing out at the staff or their parents? I mean, what do you do and how do you resolve those issues? It's really challenging because what, what, what kids that have been in a lot of pain and have had trauma and have sometimes come from, you know, re- really background, maybe they don't even have, a lot of kids we have don't even have families, right? So what they do is they can lash out in pain to kind of reject you before you can reject them. That's that's what it is. So the more that um, adults and, and even their own parents, if you can work on not engaging in a power struggle, not biting the bait, so to speak, and remaining you know, steadfast in your care for them without becoming part of the problem, that's really kind of the advice. So with parents, sometimes we have to let them know, hey, it's okay to feel like you don't like your kid right now because honestly they can act in pretty unloving ways. That doesn't mean that you don't love them. It doesn't mean that you're not in it for the long haul and that you're trying to invest in, in better parenting choices and helping you know, create a better relationship. Um, so we want to acknowledge that the challenge is real. When when you work with probationary youth or other youth who are actively self-destructively, what thoughts do you have about what type of approach works better? Uh, that's a good question. With probation youth, usually probation youth have been placed because there's been some some you know kind of bad behavior, if you will, that's placed them on probation. So in those cases, it's really important to help them learn what are, what are they going to do to make better choices? What are they going to do to make restitution, to be safe, to not violate other people's safety? So I think with, with probation youth especially, just kind of a very 
down-to-earth, reality-oriented, accountability, hey, the ball is in your court, not overly nurturing, I mean, nurturing, but not like where you're helping them find excuses. Um, I think that they respect that. And with probation, man, they can tell when you are not real. So it's super important to be authentic in your relationships, to give feedback that is direct um, kind of like the tough love approach. I think that honestly works best. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to be rooting for them and cheering them on when they make the great decisions. But when when they have setbacks, it also has to be that you're working with them to, to take responsibility. What are your thoughts on what it takes to be a successful nonprofit? Oh, gosh, I think a successful nonprofit has to be able to be creative and flexible, especially in today's world. You know, you there's no pat answers. Having um, strong leadership, having um, really a spirit of transparency and just being the real deal, you know, shining, shining a light, being able to walk the talk. I'm not trying to give a whole lot of platitudes, but you can't talk about being a strong organization and not actually be a strong organization. If you peel back the layers, you need to see people that are, um, you know, doing the good hard work and fighting the fight. Well, Tammy, I have visited Oak Grove and uh, I know a little bit about it. So one thing I do realize is Oak Grove is very diverse. So how do you try to encourage diversity and cultural sensitivity within Oak Grove? That's a great question. Um, we we have a couple of multicultural diversity trainings each year, and we try to keep that um, fresh so that there's different speakers. You know what, Michelle, you and JC would be great speakers. We should do that for this year. But, you know, we want to go beyond the required training to really getting down to how, how can we be more tolerant? How can we be sensitive? How can we create an environment that we're more aware of the, um, you know, unconscious prejudice that can exist? And then really working with kids to also be tolerant and to show tolerance and respect and to be willing to ask questions about other cultures and other races without having to maybe becoming more aware of um, prejudices that they're not even aware of and stereotypes that they may have been built up that can, that, uh, some of that can be unconscious, but becoming more aware and being willing to ask questions and, and be engaged in learning about culture, I think is really important. Wow. You know, I, I, I did catch a little bit of that concert last week. Uh, so uh, uh, that's, those are great things. What are some of the events you have coming up? We ha- I'm super excited about this. With COVID, you know, you have to get creative. So on April 24th, we have our aunt. You remember, JC, my annual gala is Evening Under the Oaks. Well, this year, of course, we can't do a big event on campus. We are going to the Storm Stadium, and it's going to be old school drive-in. Remember when you, when you go to the drive-in oh, movie? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. this is going to be so neat. <laughs> so drive-in movie a la Storm style, which would mean every other space of parking is, you know, you don't have a car next to you. That way... That way somebody could get out of the car in the blank stall and set up a little picnic table or, you know, uh, what do you call it? That uh, tailgate dining? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but they've got the big screens, multimedia. There's going to be great music and food. It's going to be a lot of fun, but again, safe. So we're looking for guests to start signing up and sponsors that may want to support. And, of course, the kids are going to be working on another music video. So it's going to be great. Silent auction, live auction. We're, of course, very grateful to our sponsors um, and our chairman's circle especially but I hope you come you better you better be in town if I'm in town you better not be in Texas (laughs) it's cold there well right now it's it's very cold cold. (laughs) but if if we are in town Michelle and I will certainly uh, support any way that we can and I I love talking to the kids oh yeah they love you you yeah you know so we got to get Michelle involved in that as well that's right you know so now I, I, I tell you um, it's such um, a great time, uh, especially with the Interact kids. And uh, I, I know that that's probably still going on. And um, I would love to uh, uh, come over there and talk to them once we get back to some type of well, norm. Well, you could do Zoom now because, you know, we have to do some of the Interact speakers or Zoom instead of um, instead of in person. 
But I'll tell you, that also allows you to have speakers that are out of town, out of state. You know, you can get creative. So we would love to have you come back and also have you suggest some other people. And I'm really proud of those Interact Youth. They recently worked on um, selling candy grams so that they could support the local hospital, essential workers. Oh, yeah. You know, I tell you, we have to take another station break. But we're going to come back and continue our discussion with Tammy Wilson. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. Life is full of circles and cycles, phases and stages. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Hi, I'm James Cooley, motivational speaker, author, military veteran, and founder of the J.C. Cooley Foundation. I am the host of the It's Your Life radio show, and we are here to inspire you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. Get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Listen to It's Your Life Saturdays at 2 p.m. on The Answer, San Diego. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer San Diego, streaming now on iHeart.com and Radio.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley, and uh, we are getting a lesson from Tammy Wilson, uh, the CEO of the Oak Grove Center. Hey, Tammy, uh, a few minutes ago, you talked about uh, diversity, I mean, uh, there. Uh, Can you elaborate a little bit more on on some of the things that you all, all are doing there? Um, one, one of the cool things we did earlier in the summer and then are continuing it is having be, being open to having more conversations about race, which which can make some people anxious, quite frankly. But in the early, I guess it was May in the summer, you know, it was the summer of protest. And we had some kids that they thought, you know, we want to go out and protest. And we're in the middle of a pandemic. So the idea of marching up and down streets with uh, with placards wasn't really um, a great thought. What we ended up doing that I think was very powerful was opening it up to spoken word and sharing. And different kids were able to come up and share the mic and talk about their their experiences with racism and stereotypes. And, um, you know, even opening up the space for discussion about Black Lives Matter and then leading into, you know, the All Lives Matter and how that is actually offensive to some and what that meant. One of the more powerful moments I remember is, you know, we had black kids sharing Hispanic kids and this girl got up and she shared just from the bottom of her heart that her dad was a police officer and that it was so upsetting to to feel the level of disrespect that he as a peace officer had been dealing with. And it, it opened kids' eyes to there's a lot of different perspectives and just being willing to ask questions and, and kind of seeing situations from other people's point of view and really opening yourself up to becoming more aware of stereotypes and prejudices, it, it was really great. And it was such a healing, unifying experience. And I think what what people were scared of, are we going to get a big revolt going and signs in the windows and all that? It, it was actually really, really wonderful. So we will you know, be doing things like that again and have continued smaller conversations. Um, a book that I am reading that, that I really recommend and we want to try to work with it into some kind of in-service level is the How to Be an Anti-Racist. Very good. So people will think, well, I'm not racist, but the premise of um, – is it? Um, I'm going to go blank on his name. He's brilliant. Kendi is his last name, and that he's the author of How to Be an Anti-Racist. But it's not enough. You know, it's not enough. You have to actually take a stand. And what is your stand going to be in terms of justice? So there's a very good podcast that he has. By the way, it's out on Apple Fitness. If anybody's doing the walking routines, great way to burn off steam. By the way, so I recommend that. And um, 
there's teachingtolerance.org is a great organization that you can get materials off of. So I just think it's really important to role model that we are going to be advocates for social justice and really realizing that the population that we deal with, that those some of those kids have really been affected by institutional racism in the past. So be open and be willing to ask the tough questions and create a safe space for lots of dialogue. And and I think work with people to be aware of some of the assumptions and stereotypes they have that they may not even be conscious of. I think all of those things are extremely important. You know, but uh, listen to the audience, if you want to call in and ask Tammy questions, myself or Michelle, you can call in at one eight eight. Eight three four four eleven seventy. Again, that's eight 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 three four four eleven seventy. We are taking a calls if you decide to call in. Uh, Tammy, um, one of the things that I love about uh, what your organization is doing is the, your culinary skills creation. You know, I had an uh, opportunity to go by there a couple of times. Can you tell our listening audience about about that? We, we have now had two years of being in the Truax building. So culinary creation, you know Robin McCoy. Oh, She's yeah. <laughs> amazing. She loves you, sends her greeting. So for years, she and I had worked together, and she would come out at seasonal times, Mother's Day, Christmas, that kind of thing, and bake cookies with the kids. And then a couple of years ago, thanks to Bernie Truax and his generosity, um, we were able to actually operate in that corner spot. We're still down there as you walk into the building right across from City Hall. So if you haven't been come down before COVID, our students were able to go there with internships and jobs, and they were learning about how to be a barista, customer skills, how to bake under her culinary instruction, the best desserts around. Our tagline is, um, you know, changing lives one dessert at a time. But man, it is good, good treats. So because of COVID, Robin has actually been coming onto campus in our class 13, and kids are still being involved. What they're doing is helping make sweet potato pies, peach cobbler for Sharon's Creole Kitchen. Give a shout out to her. She she gets those from us, as well as the fact that we've launched a, a an arrangement, so to speak, with 1-800-Flowers. So we're making the actual fruit bouquets and chocolate-covered strawberries. So, um, you know, people can order online, and we, we deliver with that program, as well as the there's a cookie of the month program. It's super cool because Rob, you know how probation kids can have a rap sheet. Well, she'll work on a cookie rap sheet of what they like, what their favorite flavor is and work with them on what their creation is. And then one will get selected. So my favorite is still one of the boys that graduated in September, but he had um, peanut butter madness. Oh my gosh, it's so good. So every month there's a different cookie, but in case you are stuck on one like I am and want, you know, the old one that you love the most, you can always order what what you want but it's a great program because you get free coffee so your cookie of the month you come in you get specialty latte latte you know whatever is your favorite drink a, a house house drink for a guest like a house coffee or a tea and you know a baker's dozen every month plus 50 percent off other orders so it is like the program with the mostest i love it you know, uh, you have kids uh, from your program also working on Yes, there. they love it. They're the ones that have created the cookies. We've oh. done Lily, Lily's Lavender Shortbread one. We had a just coming off of Valentine's Day one that's still in the shop. I don't know what the March one is. It should probably be March Madness of something. I just don't know quite what yet. <laughs> but they're good. And, and what's so cool about it is the kids created it. So when their recipe is the one that gets picked, um, it's just like they love it. Absolutely. Wow, there's a lot of activities going on with the Oak you Grove bet. Center. That's right. Well, you mentioned before how healing the arts can be. Why is that, and how does the arts help with the healing? You know, our kids are the—they haven't had art lessons. They haven't been in music. A lot of those opportunities that our kids may have had—I know, I know—I have two artist daughters. They definitely had art lessons. These kids didn't have that. So I think that when they're able to. Whether it's performing arts or, you know, maybe the video work, whatever it is, when they're able, Southland Sings comes to, comes to campus and does virtual work, teaching them how to compose music. I think 
I think it provides healing opportunities in the sense that they become more aware of some of their issues and that, you know, is just expressed naturally through the arts. But I also think that being part of a performance or working on the music video together, they're learning friendship skills. They're making connections. And what I really like about it is that um, you're able to include Kids that are higher functioning with lower functioning, kids that are, you know, maybe you're struggling with drug and alcohol with a student that has autism. So in a way, arts are all inclusive. It's like it doesn't matter where you're at in terms of what class and what level of functioning. If that's an interest you have, they're very supportive of, of each other. And that's a, that's a really exciting thing to see. And they're so proud of the end product. So you should have seen them light up when they saw the premiere of the music video because something like that you'll you know you'll film you'll work on in pieces but it's not until the edit the, excuse me until the edit's done that you see the end product so we showed it today at the end of our most improved student tale of transformation is a is a program we do monthly and of course they just loved it I see by your face you're really excited about oh my that. gosh Even absolutely big old smile on your yeah, face yeah <laughs> wait till you see the video you'll love it. Well, Tammy, you know, you are in a field that has a high burnout rate. How do you help the staff as well as yourself from not getting jaded? How do you keep yourself motivated? That is a great question, and I want to give a shout-out to our community-based director, Misty Kerrigan. And Misty is an amazing in-service trainer. JC, you know her, I think, yeah. Um, one of the things that's super important is self-care. So this this field takes a lot out of you. You sometimes you leave and you just feel like you have given everything and just you know poured it all out and there's nothing even left in you. So Misty and and of course others, but Misty's a, a very good trainer. We try to work with the staff on what are your self care techniques so that you can make sure you're taking care of yourself because. What can happen is you pour so much out into others that you can just be a little bit depleted. So finding self-care strategies, finding a passion, connecting with your faith. I run. I mean, that's the one time that I can um, think of a grant idea or creativity or kind of decompress from, um, you know, from whatever was going on. So find something that is energizing to you. Maybe it's a book club. I don't really care what it is, but something that nourishes you a little bit so that you can stay fresh as you nurture others. Wow. So, um, Tammy, what do you say to parents that may have given up on their child? Um, I think a combination of allowing them to honestly voice their doubts and where they where they some of them feel like failures because here they've why is their kid doing this it's hard to relate to those behaviors a combination of telling them this too shall pass because really sometimes it's just going through some of those phases helping equip them with with tools and techniques working with them on not having to have the last word and not getting into a power struggle you will never win a power struggle with an adolescent very often a child either and tell teaching them working with them on that it's okay to feel like you don't like your kid doesn't mean that you don't love him. Wow. You know, um, we're going to take a station break, but we're going to come back and continue this discussion. Tammy Wilson, <laughs> it's your life. I'm James Cooley. There's more stories of greatness to help you overcome adversity coming up on It's Your Life with James Cooley. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. 
Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet, The True Life Coming of Age Story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, A Journey That Ain't Over Yet by James J.C. Cooley. Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. The Answer San Diego. Streaming now on TuneIn.com and Radio.com. It's time to dream big, think big, and be big. It's time for more It's Your Life. Here's your host, James Cooley. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And you know, I tell you, uh, we are having fun. Uh, Tammy is telling us uh, about the great organization that she has that uh, are helping at-risk uh, youth. And, uh, I, I, you know, I have witnessed it many a times myself. And so, Tammy, uh, you are so passionate and your organization is doing a wonderful job to restore, help restore our youth, our troubled youth, back to normalization. How has, you know, Oak Grove change you? Wow, that is a good question. Um, I think it's changed me in the sense of just becoming aware of the power of hope and the power of rebuilding lives. Um, I mean, we 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 have a mission statement now that we crafted together, not liking the one that the founders had said. It just wasn't us. So when you really grapple with rebuilding hope, restoring relationships, what that really means, but to see it in action, to see those words come to life and the power of tra- transformative relationships and how, you know, studies over time of the kids that did well after they left, my graduate thesis was on part of this. What, one of the common denominator that deter, I think determines whether a kid will succeed is whether they had at least one significant relationship with an adult that really believed in them. Um, and then the power of that, even when the kid wants to talk you out of it and, you know, no, 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 I'm really a mess up, just that stand that you take and investing them in them day after day after mess up after mess up, and it really pays off. So seeing seeing that, seeing lives transform, becoming aware of kids that come back as adults that talk about how the, they're, they, they're a good parent because of what they learned at Oak Grove and the power of that and knowing that the cycle of abuse, which, you know, transcends generations sometimes stopped because they don't abuse their child because they learn better ways. That's just like, it's humbling. It's like I learn from them all the time. Um, so it, it really, it's hard work, but it's also a privilege and an honor to see the result of, of what happens you know, when, when they're allowed to have a chance and work through some of their some of their stuff and learn better choices and learn how to kind of show up in this planet in a much more loving way and what that's like. It really, really is um, just amazing. What are some of the misconceptions about uh, uh, dealing with at-risk uh, youth? I think that there is, I think that there's a misconception that, um, that they're failure kids and so many people have at times given up on them. And I think if when, when we get in, more in touch with the fact that bad choices doesn't make the person, you know, you're, you're more than your past. You don't have to be defined by that. And really helping kids move beyond what their, what their failure identity was. That's part of why I like the arts. That's been such a great way of having kids succeed and soar and feel great about themselves. Um, you know, that just restores confidence and builds self-esteem. And I, th- I really think that that's a lot of what they need. But, um, yeah, that's part of what we do. Tammy, are there any potential new programs that Oak Grove Center is currently working on? Gosh, we we still we're we're doing wraparound and that is continuing to grow. We are also uh, I think really getting creative with distance learning. That's been such a big thing lately because of course we we have a hybrid model so our day kids 
our home one day and then come to campus the next. Mm -hmm. So, it, you know, because it's 50%. So, you know, class sizes are even lower. We're looking forward to all coming back in person. But I have to give a shout out to the teachers because they have done such an amazing job. You know, it's like basically working double hard because they'll have the kids in class one day and then they'll work with the residential kids in this alternating model. They have to connect daily with their students that aren't on campus but are around kitchen tables. And the amount of work that's gone into shoring up the parents and encouraging them so that they can basically be, you know, home teaching on their distance days. It is a lot of work. So I will be so glad when um, when when things are back to no normal, but very, very um, gratified to see how resilient kids and staff were and the level of creativity. And I appreciate the support from the community, too. People have helped with computers that needed to be, you know, purchased and supports that were needed. So all of that is appreciated. Hey, Tamara, how do you consistently motivate yourself in what you do? Uh, I try to see the big picture. It's, it, you know, I can get discouraged with the tyranny of the urgent because sometimes you, you feel like there's so many distractions. You don't get to the main thing, right? So sometimes I have to remind myself, gosh, the main thing is the interruptions. That's part of what we do is, you know, dealing with the staff and dealing with the crises and all the things that you didn't really plan on in a day, but those things that come up. Um, and then just trying to keep your your eyes on the on the main prize, so to speak, um, of of what, why we're in this and what we're doing, and um, staying motivated by encouraging words of others, and then trying to be that encouragement to others as well. Tammy, authentic feedback—that is a very powerful tool. How important it is giving authentic feedback to not only your staff, but also to the youth as well. And can you kind of detail or summarize um, authentic feedback? I can. You know, to me, authentic feedback means the, the real feedback. Not it, It's a pet peeve with... Um, the people that just give false praise. If you give false praise all the time, oh, you did such a good job, you did such a good job, you're not really, you know, teaching either a child or, or for that matter, a staff. If everything is always great, then how am I really improving and how can I get better? So what, what I mean by that is really saying the things that are working, saying the things that are great, saying the things that you want to continue to encourage and build up, but also giving feedback that's actually real about what could be better and how it could be better. And I, I think like when it comes to staff, most of them really want to do a good job. So if they're going to get the type of coaching that actually equips them for success, they value that in a supervisor. And we have some amazing supervisors. So they would rather hear how, how could I do that better? Or if this is where I got stuck with the kid and I wasn't sure what intervention to work and, you know, I thought about this one, I thought about that one, help, help me know how I could have handled it better. They're going to be so much more responsive to that reality-oriented skills-building feedback than they are just, oh, you did a good job, you know. And I think the kids respond to it, too. Wow. You know, I got to throw a, a, a wrench in here. I always do with all the guests, uh, <laughs> you know, so... Uh, what do you think your purpose in life is? Oh, my gosh. You're just going to get so deep on me, right? I, I, I think my purpose in life is to shine a light, hopefully, hopefully to be a good leader, hopefully to um, create an organization that it's safe to, you know, express yourself and um, with my family, hopefully to be the kind of mother, wife, and friend that, um, that builds people up. That's what I hope. Well, you are an example of that already. <laughs> you know, uh, what you're doing now, I believe that uh, that is your purpose in life because, I mean, you light up the room when you, when you walk in. Uh, you're always happy. These kids over there love you. Your staff love you. You're so sweet, <laughs> So, and I love you. You know, <laughs> I mean? love you too. <laughs> you know, so it's uh, it's it's an absolute pleasure working with you, and uh, I mean, and just like you mentioned earlier about getting other folks to uh, come and speak uh, at your organization to help inf influence and help build these kids up and and inspire them. I think that uh, that's very, very important uh, to have a cadre, a lot of different uh, people coming in, a lot of different uh, uh, 
career fields, attitudes, and, you know, we all have to work together. Uh, we do. I want to thank you because and, and Michelle because with you all having the J.C. Cooley Foundation, that has helped some Oak Grove kids have scholarships, and that's meant so much because I've been thinking of one of the young men that he didn't have family support. He had incarcerated parents and just a whole world of hurt that he was dealing with, and to have that you know recognition and a little bit of resource as he was on his way out, what a great thing! So my my hope and prayer for you is that that would continue to grow. I miss those breakfasts. I can't wait till we go back to having breakfast, right? I, I can't wait either. And uh, just like I mentioned to you uh, uh, earlier, um, our our intention is to. Uh, give a scholarship uh, to one of your kids. Wonderful, this wonderful. Year. So uh, we, we are certainly looking looking forward to that. Very cool. Thank you. How can I listen or just get in touch with you if they uh, wanted to? You know, info at oakgrovecenter dot org. My personal email is Tammy W at oakgrovecenter dot org. Uh, check us out online. I'm going to send you the music video link so some of your guests could check that out. It was a lot of fun making it. Um, the number to Oak Grove is 951-677-5599. So we have Facebook. Check out our events, how you could be involved. We would really appreciate that. We think that we're stronger because of the love and support we've had from the community, and I greatly appreciate that. We're looking for people, by the way, that could be on the auction committee for Evening Under the Oaks at the Storm Stadium. It's going to be a lot of fun. We have a golf tournament in Chef Open August 30th. So all kinds of good stuff happening. Yeah, wow. You know, I, I want to thank you uh, for taking the time uh, to uh, come on the James Cooley Show. You know, <laughs> and uh, it was you, my honor. And you know, you will be invited back again. I'd like to thank my, my co host, uh, Michelle Cooley. I'd like to thank the listening audience uh, for taking the time to uh, listen in. Uh, most importantly, you know, I, I give my Lord and Savior, uh, you know, all, all the thanks. You know, so uh, it's time for us to kind of call it. But um, always keep in mind that uh, we are looking for sponsors to help bring this great message, continue to bring this great message to you. You know, so uh, sponsors, uh, we need them. We also, uh, the J.C. Cooley Foundation is always taking uh, donations so we can send, uh, uh, give more scholarships and do a lot of other things. Uh, So... Tammy, thank you. Michelle, thank you. Audience, thank you. It's your life. I'm James Cooley. We'll see you tomorrow at the same time. Thanks for joining us for It's Your Life with James Cooley. To learn more about James, how you can support the show, or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Join James weekdays at this same time for more motivation and inspiration to help you become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. This has been the James Cooley Show. It's your life, where you learn how to dream big, think big, and be big at everything that you do. It's Your Life is sponsored by James J.C. Cooley.